Well, a big welcome to those who are watching us and joining us online, even our friends in London who were here a few weeks ago. We come on, everybody say hello to uh, them. And uh, just uh, wherever you're watching in the world, so glad to have you here joining us. And if the messages have blessed you in any way, do write and let us know. We would love to hear from you. This is part two of my message, uh, Tempted. Tempted. And I, as I said last week, this is not a problem for anyone in this service. It is for other, this is really for people in other service. Can I hear a good amen uh, to that one? So it's just an issue we need to talk about so we can help uh, other people. So, um, of course, I'm going to be saying that in all the services, aren't I? So it's just part two of Tempted. We discovered last week that temptation is not sin. Temptation is not sin. Giving in to temptation can lead to sin, but temptation in and of itself is not sin. How do we know that? We know that because the Scripture tells us that Jesus was without sin. Yet the Scripture also tells us that Jesus was tempted. Jesus was without sin and Jesus was tempted. In Hebrews, we know it says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points, and like I said, I can think of a lot of points, all points tempted just as we are, yet without sin. So I'm wanting you to get today, don't ever let the fact that you're tempted make you feel like you've failed. I'll say it again. Don't let the fact that you're tempted make you feel like you've failed. See, that's part of the problem. People get tempted and they go, well, I just may as well give up. I may as well just do whatever. I'm just tempted all the time. No, 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 no. Temptation is not sin. Don't let the fact that you're tempted make you feel like you've failed. Jesus was tempted, as we said, not because he was bad, but because he was important. There was a mission for him to achieve. I want to say to you today, you are tempted not because you are bad, but because there is a destiny on your life. And I want to tell you, the devil wants to distract you from your destiny. He wants to divert you from that which God is calling you to. You are tempted not because you're bad, but because you're important and God has something for you. Your life, that's why he leans on your doorbell. Remember, we said opportunity only knocks once, but temptation leans on the doorbell. And we're just saying here today, don't answer the door. And so today, as we look at this, as we continue, I I, I pray that I can stir your hearts and encourage you. Because I want you to walk out of here today not going, well, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. I I want you to walk out here today going, oh, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done, for what you've accomplished for me. See, because here's what the Scripture says about temptation. It says, no temptation has taken you, or it tries to take you. No temptation has taken you, but what is common to man. The message version puts it like this. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. In other words, you're not alone. You're not alone in the temptations you 
face. You're not alone in the struggles you have. You're not alone in the battles that you're walking through. See, the devil's strategy is always to isolate that he may eliminate. He wants to isolate you so you're thinking you're the only one in the whole big bad world that's going through that. You might be sitting in this, in this large auditorium right now and you might be thinking, boy, nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody else is probably struggling with this. No one else is probably battling with this. And that's the devil will try and separate us out because he, he, he desires to isolate us that he might eliminate us from God's plan. Come on, somebody. For our lives. And you've got to understand He is, the devil is the father of lies. He's a liar. When he's telling you, you're the only one who's going through this. You're the only one who's struggling with that. You're the only one who's battling with with this. I want to tell you, he's the father of lies. He would love you. He would love you and I to think whatever you're tempted with, you're the only one. And, and here's the thing. Here's what I've discovered. You can know, you, you can know, look, I'm not the only one. Everyone else, you know, can walk through stuff and just like me. You can, you can know it, but you don't know it here. You could be sitting in here going, but I bet you nobody in here is struggling with that. He's the father of lies. You've got to understand when he says that, when he tells you that there's no, there's no one else in the whole wide world that's struggling with what you're struggling with. You've got to understand that is simply not true. Whatever you're wrestling with, it's common, the Bible says. Whatever your temptation, whatever you're tempted with, it is common to man. Anita and I have been pastors for a long time, even though we look incredibly young. But we have been pastors for a long time. And over the years, people will come to us and They'll say, hey, pastor, can we meet? Or I've got to talk to you about this issue I'm going through in my, my life. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to warn you in advance. I, you're going to be shocked. And straight away, I can't help it. It's just a reaction that happens in my mind. I go, no, I won't. And the reason I won't is because there are no new sins. I just want to tell you. Uh, there are different ways of doing the old sins. Come on, somebody. There's just different. I'm just telling the truth. There's just different kinds of ways. People just invent different kinds of ways to do the same old thing. And I want to tell you, there's no new temptation. And, and so it's pretty hard to shock when we have that perspective. Now, of course, what tempts me may not tempt you. Thank you, Anita. What tempts me may not tempt you. And again, I guess this is, an, uh, we're, we're adults here pretty, pretty much mostly and we're, you know, that's, we're pretty much mostly over 18 in this place. But I, you know, what tempts me might not tempt you. And I, I just want to be honest in this place and, and, and just say at times in my life, I've looked at pictures of stuff that I shouldn't have looked. And it's, it's tempting. You look, it's like, whoa, whoa, come on. Don't look at me like that. But I've looked at those pictures, I'm thinking, oh, boy, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> pictures like this, if you, can put the first, uh, if you can put the first picture up. Come on, somebody. Why? What were you guys thinking? 
Hey, what were you guys thinking? <laughs> some of you going, I don't need to find a new church. Come on, somebody. Who <laughs> was like, oh, Lord, I can't believe some of you were thinking like that. Thank you, Jesus. But, but what tempts me might not tempt you. Like, 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 like Neil, Pastor Neil there, he can look at that and go, oh, that's not so, yeah, it's nice and all. But it doesn't do anything. It doesn't get his heart racing. But if I showed him this picture, if you can go to the next picture, oh, please. Yeah, he's suddenly, suddenly he's very, he gets very excited. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. What tempts me might not tempt you. Some of you just go, oh, relief, relief. Yes. What tempts me may not tempt you. That's why I say don't judge others because they are tempted differently than you. Even when it comes to sin, don't judge others because they sin differently than you. It's shocking when we, uh, we do that. It's almost like, well, my sin's not as bad as your sin. Come on. So I, and really, you're just saying I'm better than you. But don't judge people because they're tempted differently than you. What tempts me may not tempt you. But one of my favorite quotes, and you've heard me say this before, is simply this. The devil... Like a fisherman baits his hook according to the appetite of the fish. In other, in other words, what bait will make you bite? What bait will make you bite? Listen, the devil never sets a dish before you that man does not love. He'll never put a dish before you that you will not love. He baits that you would, you would bite. But here's what you've got to get today if you get nothing else. It's not the laying of the bait that hurts the fish. It's the taking of the bait, come on, that hurts the fish. If the fish don't bite the bait, and see, that's where the edge of the line is. That's where it is. The bait's going to be there. It's always, you know, you're walking down the street. You're going through. You see things. You're like, ooh. Usually if I'm with Anita, quick slap across the face, sorts things. So anybody else being slapped by, come on. It's just like, not by Anita, but that's quite possible. She's like, so, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Keep driving straight. <laughs> but the bait's always going to be there. It's, it's, it's not the laying of the bait that hurts the fish. It's the taking of the bait. That's the edge. That's where the edge of the line is. If the fish don't bite the bait, by the way, you're the fish. We're the fish. If we don't buy the, bite the bait, we're Okay. John Dryden said this, better shun the bait than struggle in the snare. Better shun the bait than struggle in the snare. See, every superman has his kryptonite. And if I was to ask you here today, what's your kryptonite? It wouldn't take you more than a couple of seconds to go, I know what it is already. And then maybe that voice is going, and I'm the only one who has that. No, no, don't, don't. 
I, w- I want to tell you, many of us have the same kind of kryptonite thing going on. Come on. What's your kryptonite? You know what it is already. All I'm saying today is stay away from the kryptonite. All I'm saying here today is don't answer the doorbell. All I'm saying here today is don't take the bait. Let me say this. Temptation always promises more than it produces. Temptation always promises more than it produces. From the Garden of Eden till today. There's just something about forbidden fruit. There's just something about it. I mean, God says, you can eat from any tree in the garden. Just don't eat from that one. And what do they do? They eat it. There's something about forbidden fruit. God said, don't eat it, you'll die. The devil said, oh, come on now, just taste and try. It's a little rhyme. Okay. Didn't work, but it's all right. Thank you. There is something about forbidden fruit. And Genesis tells us, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. Do you know the devil still uses the same method even today? It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Those three things he still uses today. The lust of the flesh, it's, it's, it's good, I'm, I'm hungry. I, 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 I'm, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I, I, I need that. I've got to have that, the lust of the flesh. I've, I, I'm hungry, I want to eat it. The lust of the eye, how, how could anything that looks so good be so bad? Oh, it, it just looks so tasty, it looks so... Mm, mm, mm. How could anything that looks so good be so bad? And the pride of life, if I eat this, I'm going to be smarter. If I eat this, I'm going to gain wisdom. If I, if I eat this, I, I can be just like God. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life. The devil still uses the same technique, if you like, today. But you know something about temptation? Temptation puts nothing into a man, but only draws out what was already in us before. Temptation puts nothing into a man. It only draws out what was already there before. That's why the scripture says when tempted, not not, not if, but when, when tempted, no one should say, no one, God is tempting me. No one should say that. No one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil nor does he tempt anyone but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own. Come on somebody. Everybody say their own. Don't you worry about anybody else. People are dragged away by their own. By their own evil desire and pretty much are enticed. And this is where 
I would say we've got to stop. This is where we've got to draw the line. This is where we've got to take a moment because up to that point, that's what tempted, being tempted does to us. It tries to entice us. But if we cross the line, and that's why it's so important that you have a defining line between what is temptation and what is sin. Otherwise, you, you, you just go with the flow. But when you realize there's a line that, 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 that I'm going to stay away from, there's an edge that I'm not going to go near. Because if you cross the line, here's what happens. It says, uh, uh, by their own evil desire and entice, then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Sin has a baby. In the message version, it puts it this way. It says, lust gets pregnant and has a baby, sin. Sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. See, our prayer should be, Lord, help us to hear the serpent's rattle before we feel his fangs. Help us to hear the serpent's rattle before we feel the bite of his fangs. You've got to know here today, church, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you in your walk. You've got to know here today that you are not alone in the battle. You've got to know here today that you're not weird. Well, maybe some are weird, but you're still, you're not. You're not weird. You're not a freak. You're not just some, well, everybody else is fine. It's just me. I'm just, I'm just a freak. I'm just a this. I, I'm just a loser. No, no, you're just human. You're just human. And you are not alone in the battle. That's why we can be honest with one another, right? We don't want to be fake church. We don't want to be a, a, a church where we all pretend like we have it all together because is there anybody here who does have it all together? Because you need help. Come on, somebody. I mean, it's just like the, the reality is none of us have it all together. We're, we're, we're just here because we're thankful that Jesus has come and rescued us. Come on, somebody. We are just thankful because Christ has somehow rescued us and reached down and pulled us, our lives, out of the, out of the pit. No, today, you are not alone in the battle. You're not weird. You're not a freak. You're just human. Whatever your kryptonite is, Know this, no temptation has taken you, but what is common to man. But what do I do if I failed? Well, here's where the scripture carries on. It says, but God. Oh, I might mess up. Yes, but, but, but then God gets involved. Come on, somebody. But God. No temptation has taken you. But what is common to man, but God is faithful, even when you're faithless. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able. But with the temptation, also will make a way of escape. I don't know what, it, what that is for you. Sometimes temptation, you've got to resist it. Other times, you've got to flee it. That he will make a way of escape so that you may be able to bear it. 
In 2 Peter, it says, The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. We don't, uh, temptations, I, 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 look at that, it's temptations too. There's probably more than one. There's probably more than one thing that we're dealing with. But you might go, I don't know how to get out of this, but he, he knows. Come on, somebody. That's where we've got to trust Him. That's where we've got to rely on Him. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. In other words, you are able to fight this. You are able to fight this. Whatever it is that is your kryptonite, whatever it is that you're battling, you are able to fight it. In fact, the Bible says this, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. That's from the King James Version, the one Jesus used. Come on. In other versions, it says trials. But but, but in the King James, the authorized version, it, it says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation because having been approved. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, get your fight on. I'll say it like you believe it now. So you're like, ah, well, maybe. Turn to your neighbor and say, get your fight on like you believe it. Come on, get your fight on. Blessed is the man who endures temptation because having been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. I want to tell you, when it comes to temptation, there's a bit of a fight involved. That's why when you know where the line is, you can be, I'm not going to take that bait. That's where you, you, can, you can go, no, I'm not crossing that, that line. There's a bit of a fight Involved, And what I'm wanting to encourage you here today is don't give up the fight. Don't give up the fight. Probably the best advice I could give you today is just stay away from the edge. Don't answer the door when he leans on your doorbell. And don't take the bait. Doug Barnett said this, if you don't want the devil to tempt you, with his forbidden fruit, you better keep out of his orchard. Keep out of the orchard. Don't go there. But the worship team can come. But Pastor, what happens when we fail? Pastor, what happens when we when we fall? What happens when we, we mess up? Because, because here's the thing. It's not a matter of if we'll fall. It's just when. Because we all fall short. Of the, but, but, and again, like I, like I said, nobody here in church, a few weeks ago I said, nobody here in church wakes up in the morning and go, how can I wreck my life today? Come on. We, we wake up in the morning going, how, how, I just want to get today right. It's like that prayer. Lord, thank you that you've been with me. Thank you that I've sensed peace, that nothing's gone wrong. Lord, I thank you for your goodness to me and the way that I've lived my life so far today without anything happening with my mind and heart set on you but in a moment I've got to get out of bed come on and I've got to go on with the rest of the day 
Jesus, please help me. What happens when we fail? What happens when we when we fall? As I said last week, and I think at some point it's worth repeating today, temptations are everywhere. Especially in the world we live in today. This digital world, this media world. Temptations are everywhere, but so is the grace of God. And the Bible says His grace is sufficient. It's sufficient when we fall. It's sufficient when we fail. But when we fail, I I, I want to say this. I want you to remember that failure is never final unless you allow it to be. Failure is never final. Why? Because of the cross. Because of the cross. Because of the cross. See, the, 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 the cross of Christ, the cross dealt with all our failings and falls. His precious blood shed has cleansed us has cleansed us all because of the cross. See, that's our position. Because of what Christ has done on the cross, we we truly can say here today, He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Because it's not dependent on me, it's dependent on Him. As we've talked about, He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Nothing that we could do, but everything that He has done. See, for ultimately, we are not saved by what we've done, right? And this is not about, this is not about us trying to be good people all the time and we're not gonna muck up and I'm gonna try and I'm good today and I'm good on Monday, but on Tuesday I blow it and now I feel like I can't. No, no, it's not about that. This is why we've got to understand our position in Him. See, we don't try to live righteously so God will love us. We live already out of a position. It's because He loved us that we desire to please Him. It's because of what He's done on the cross. Come on, somebody. That, that, that we can live this life today. We're not, we're not doing stuff so God will love us. We're doing stuff because God loved us. We're not saved by what we've done, but through the sacrifice of God's precious, precious Son, it is... In Christ we stand in, in Him alone, the one who is seated on the throne. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. This is your position for which you can live out God's mission for your life. So when you fail, when you fall, God's not sitting there going, oh, forget him, forget her, lose her. No, that's not what God's doing. When your son or your daughter falls over when they're a kid, you don't say, oh, you stupid kid. 
Maybe for some of you, that's what your parents have said. I don't know. But I'll tell you, that's not what Jesus will do for you. When you fall on your face, say, come on, get up. Come on, you get up. You can make it. You're my son. You're my daughter. Because fathers love their sons. Fathers love their daughters. So failure is never final. It's just a step. Get up. Go on. Because he's paid the price so you don't have to. And all we can do today is say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. We don't deserve it. But you paid the price so I didn't have to. Failure is never final. Don't listen to the enemy's lies. Maybe you've been tempted and you've crossed the line. Maybe that's where you're living right now. I want to tell you in a moment, even now, there is a God in heaven who can cleanse and wipe that clean right now. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today and you're going, man, I just, I've messed up so big. I've, I should have gone left, but I went right. I should have gone right, but I lived wrong. You're here today and you're going, man, I just, I just need to be cleansed. I pray right now the Holy Spirit would wash as you pray that in your heart even now, saying, Jesus, will you cleanse me? Jesus, will you wash me? You can't buy it. You can't earn it. He does it for you. God, just wash me. Just cleanse me afresh. Holy Spirit, just, just do a work of in my heart even right now. That I can walk out of here free because Jesus has set me free. Not because of what I've done, but because of Christ's Son. Because of God's Son. I can stand washed and cleansed today.